0: This week's beer of the week comes from Real Ale Brewing Company. Uh, They had a special promotion over at Tin Man's. It is the Skullberry Strawberry Milkshake IPA. This was a kill the keg type deal that they had over there. They were giving away a growler, a a special pint glass, and some t-shirts.
1: Yeah, it's very subtle. It's got a nice little yellow color. It's a lot brighter than the big and bright one. Not really any smell no strawberry flavor at all but i mean it's it's a good sipper you know it's one that if you're not really comfortable with craft beer i would definitely do this first
0: yeah it's definitely a smooth drink so ipa wise it's it's a pretty easy drink to to handle but if you're looking for that strawberry milkshake taste you're just not gonna get it here
1: tin man's real ale brewing company skullberry strawberry ipa milkshake shout out to amanda thanks
2: And from El Paso, Texas, weighing in at 228 pounds, Eddie Guerrero. And remember, it was Eddie Guerrero's
1: new body, but taste of the world. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the All of a Sudden Podcast. And in this corner, weighing 140 pounds,
2: the captain of chaos, Dion.
1: And in this corner... Weighing 180 pounds, the Jew, Joe Camarillo. I'm your host, Julian. Welcome to the All of a Sudden Podcast. All right, guys. So the first topic of the day, the late, great Eddie Guerrero. He was an amazing wrestler in El Paso and, you know, actually a very big El Paso icon. It was uh, his birthday the other day and being fans and el paso natives i kind of wanted to talk about him what you want to talk about you know there's there's a lot of stories a lot of people out here love the guy he was uh he was really cool uh i know at first he was kind of like a what is it like a heel where he's like the villain or whatever but he was kind of like a mischievous kind of guy but uh i don't know i, I think every everybody remembers the the Fucking entrances when he come out with his low rider.
0: I actually know. I think it was someone in my family. They would watch Chavo and Eddie as kids wrestle here in El Paso, like little kids wrestling because you know their dads wrestling. They would go in after the match and you know just mess around a little bit in the ring. So I thought that was always a cool story to hear that the actually seeing Eddie as a young child and seeing Eddie grow up here in El Paso, learning the ropes from uh, Chavo Senior and moving on to the the big leagues and uh yeah eddie was always just a really cool guy when it came to wrestling i, I really followed his career when he was with raw back in the 90s uh early 2000 ish and he was yeah that heel character
1: he, he started with the uh, benoit no him and uh it was him benoit and some other guy i remember like they all showed up together and they like yeah started was, beating everybody up they
0: they originally came from wcw uh yeah. I think Eddie did some time in ECW and he was with, uh, he, he went back there. He was with Rey Mysterio. He was with Dean Malenko. He was with Chris Benoit.
1: Yeah, because he was a mass wrestler. I think he was actually one of the first mass wrestlers to remove his mask. Yeah, I was watching a, a documentary earlier in the week. One of the few things that not a lot of people know about him is he was one of the few, or maybe even one of the first wrestlers to remove his mask voluntarily. Because back then, like, you know, with luchadors and shit, your mask was everything. Yeah. Still to this day, yeah, it's, it's s- still everything. Yeah. You sleep
2: with it, you bathe with it.
1: Exactly. So I
0: did see Rey Mysterio without his mask. Yeah, well, uh. I mean,
1: obviously. <laughs> 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 but uh, it's I. from what I know, is he was always kind of like searching for the spotlight. That's kind of why he did it. Because back in the day, the only time you'd ever remove your mask is whenever like your opponent would take it off and that was it like you couldn't go back to the mask life that was just the ultimate disrespect yeah take your
0: opponent's mask yeah Mm -hmm. and uh no eddie was just like one of the passionate the most passionate guys when it came to wrestling i mean it was in his blood it was passed down to him and he 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 ran with it he definitely exceeded at at what he did and uh it was definitely groundbreaking when he actually won the the wwe championship it was amazing
1: What, back in, uh, 2004? Mm hmm. Yeah. No Mercy, Brock Lesnar. That was, uh, that was actually a really cool one. I, I was rewatching that one earlier in the week as well. And I was like, holy crap. Like, you forget all the things that, uh, nowadays, like, when you watch wrestling, you, it kind of feels like it's not as kind of showboaty or kind of like, it's, it's a little harder to get into. It might just be because I've aged out, but at the same time, it was like, you know what? Uh, when I was watching them, like, even when I was seeing when he food poisoned, uh, Big Show and everything, I couldn't help but laugh and like enjoy myself. It was like, holy crap! This, those were the times, or when uh,
0: all the crazy stuff he d- used to do with China. Oh that yeah, that was always, with that China was always doll. A, yeah, that was always such a fun uh, duo that they those two had.
1: Or Batista, like I, uh, they'd always hang out a lot, and I think he he even stole his food in one of the clips I saw. I was like, holy shit! Because uh, there was a time when uh, Eddie was like pretending to be sick in the stomach, just so like I guess some nurse could kind of like heal help him. him. Yeah and <laughs> Batista shows up and he's like he's like oh hey buddy are you okay he starts like patting him down and all this shit <laughs> like I don't know it's just funny it's like cheesy but it's fucking amazing I love it so much yeah, like one of his uh,
0: signature uh, cheating moves was when he would the ref would be knocked down and he would grab a chair slam the mat throw the chair to the other guy, and pretend he got hit. So as That's soon wild. as the referee got up, he saw that Eddie's knocked out and the other guy's <laughs> holding the chair, and he's like, no, 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 no. The ref rung, uh, rings the bell and calls Eddie the winner. The
1: disc- yeah. What about that fucking signature move? That was probably, like, one of my favorite moves of all time. That fucking frog splash. It was, like, one of the best fucking things ever. I, I remember we would fucking try attempting to do it a couple times.
0: Yeah, the frog splash, um, Eddie definitely made it. As big as it is, him and RVD, I think, were some of the big innovators when it came to the Frog Splash. Now everyone pretty much runs a, a Frog Splash, and they kind of do it in memoriam to Eddie Guerrero. And um, yeah, when it came to us, I mean, I grew up a big wrestling fan. Uh, since I was like five, I remember my dad sitting me down and watching Monday Night Raw for the first time. And since then, yeah, I've been hooked. I still watch it to this day, even though wrestling really upsets. Well, WWE specifically upsets me. Other oh, wrestling brands are cool, but that's a whole another can of worms. But yeah, I used to wrestle with my brother. I used to wrestle with you guys. Uh, we had a trampoline in my backyard that we used to just do crazy stuff on. There was a an AC unit right next to uh, the trampoline. The trailer. Yeah. Yeah. So it's my trailer attached as an AC unit. Uh, unit, and right next to it is the trampoline. trampoline. So what we would do, yeah, we would do all our wrestling spots. I would climb up on top of the AC <laughs> unit and start dropping frog splashes or swatine ponds off these guys.
1: You even did a. I I still... I found a video, an old video. It's shitty as fuck because it was on the old school Nokias. And the frame rate is just garbage. But <laughs> you, from what you can make out, it's when you do the was john cena's it was it's not the fu it's uh, the five knuckle shuffle. five knuckle shuffle <laughs> yeah it was the fucking best thing ever like i, I found it the other day and i was like holy fuck i gotta send this to joe but it's just so garbage i can't even send it it's so far back too yeah we used to
0: do all that crazy so there was a point where i actually brought in a ladder and started doing stuff off the ladders
1: you i remember there was a time you even like ran up one yeah yeah like like they'd actually do you'd fucking run up and uh I don't know if you like speared or fucking uh, drop dropkicked John. There was a point where we actually tried to assemble a ring around the trampoline.
0: We actually stuck poles oh, on the ground. Yeah. The only thing we were missing was the ropes, but yeah, we were pretty close to assembling a ring. Uh, but Carlos was always like my main uh, spar or uh, work against. And I remember the heel. You... <laughs> yeah, he was the heel. Do you remember um were you there when I actually got him in a in a Mr. Sacco?
1: Yeah. yeah 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 i think you even did it to me once like actually, t- you did it to almost everybody yeah like, fucking funny fucking bullshit but yeah he fucking uh he has him like pinned and he starts like taking off his shoe i'm like oh fuck i think i know where this is going he <laughs> puts the fucking sock on he's just like ah, ah. <laughs> fucking carlos is yeah, so. just doing his like fucking carlos scream ah, ah, ah. So you, get your, you get your damn dirty sock off your
0: foot so at this point you know you're jumping on the trampoline you're sweating you're sweating you're picking it up uh all this dirt and stuff at at this point your your sock is black the bottom of your feet is black thanks to the trampoline so i'm taking off the sock and i'm just straight into your mouth holding you down uh going for the submission and that was just always some of the the funnest times did you guys ever uh
1: do your wrestling stuff inside a jumping balloon like all the time yeah the time. cousins uh, we'd always play the like we'd fucking jump off the damn thing We'd even climb, uh, cause that was back when we were small and not able to like bring the damn house down. Mm -hmm. We'd climb those freaking, uh, I guess whatever strings. Not, I wouldn't really call it rope cause they were like really thin mesh mesh. Yeah. Yeah. We climbed that mesh all the way to the top. I mean, some of the older ones were able to like really bring the fucking thing down, but like we'd fucking always just wrestle with each other, fucking do DDTs, uh, I think one of my cousins even got me in, what uh, was it, uh, Undertaker's? The like. Tombstone? Tombstone. The no, the, cho- the Tombstone. Yeah. Uh, my other cousin, is because they used to, one liked Undertaker, the other liked Kane. So that was the Choke Slam, Tombstone, and uh, was there another one? The Undertaker had the last right. Yeah, the last right. Last right, yeah, yeah, where he'd come up and he'd do the... Well, that was like, just him
0: sitting up, but the last right is a powerbomb where he gets you in a powerbomb, he actually he lifts, lifts you, you up, up and then drops you. Drops you? you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I used to yeah, do that. Yeah. I used to do that to my brother all the time, and now to Delila. I'll I'll drop her in a, a <laughs> Batista palm or a last ride. We did not need to know about your sex life, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: <more> is about Eddie <laughs> good at all. All right, not about.
0: Not nah, just kidding. More recently, we we were at. Uh, did not angel have his party? There was jumping balloons. and We actually got in the jumping balloon, and I remember. I hit you with a spear, and the whole jumping balloon like pretty much came oh, down. When I was
1: th- th- with that kid, right? That ruined my shirt. Is that the one you're talking about? I think
0: so, because yeah, there was there was kids in there, and they like kept messing around. And... Yeah, they
1: kept trying to fucking bring me down because I'm this big dude, and they fucking kept like holding onto my shirt and ripping it in and fuck. I was like, God damn it, kid. Yeah, and we
0: were just you know there horsing around like we shouldn't be because <laughs> yeah, because
1: we're and, and, and like we can't really do much to them. We have to like really really hold back because they're real young right yeah, yeah so if we go full out we're gonna really hurt these kids yeah but there was a
0: point where i actually hit julian with a spear so i'm one edge julian's at the other edge i'm running at him i hit him with the spear and the whole side of the jumping balloon just collapses in and it was like the greatest thing ever i was trying to like <laughs> actually- <laughs> yeah i was trying to fish ourselves out of this
1: mess <laughs> my cousins used to do that a lot too whenever they fucking bring the damn thing down like, the, we'd always play, like, Smear the Queer and all that other crap, which I know not as PC nowadays, but that was what the game was called. Yeah, we'd always, uh, we'd play with the belt, we'd play with the football, whatever the hell, whoever had possession of that, that was, like, who you essentially beat the crap out of to get a hold of the thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, uh, we kind of did the similar thing where in this imaginary trampoline uh, championship league that we had, we had one title that uh could be defended anywhere and i remember uh i beat Aaron uh for his title i think it, it was at his house that i actually beat him i don't remember the circumstances but i remember i beat him and i still have that title like to this day uh somewhere in storage but yeah we used to we actually we used to defend for titles we used to actually fight for the titles because i always got the the fake titles that you yeah. know buy at walmart and stuff yeah we would actually fight for the titles.
1: Yeah, uh, I remember Angel even wanted to like pitch in to do the, the, the real belt team. Yeah, the yeah. real the belts and everything. It was the the actual championship belt, the tag team belt and I think it was the Intercontinental Intercontinental, Intercontinental. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh one of the cool things, it was at uh one oh seven, our old apartment. To this day I wish there was recording of it because of the stories that I hear about it. <laughs> uh, we were just horsing around in the living room it was me and carlos and then uh i think jeremy was around i was there too. julian was around uh, i think maybe angel was around it, there was a, a few there's a good
1: number of people there that witnessed it yeah it was fucking beautiful i
0: the, the sad thing about me doing this is i didn't get to witness it
1: but and no it, one was recording like it, believe it or not like that was even more outstanding so me and him are horsing around and Uh, out of nowhere
0: literally out of nowhere i get this gut instinct to come at him with an rko he's coming at me because i'm you know feigning that i'm i'm defeated i'm on the floor i'm like oh no i can't take anymore so he's coming at me i actually spring up hit the world's greatest rko on him straight onto the, the 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 carpet and uh pin him one two three
2: was this one of those random parties
0: I don't know if it was a random
2: party or if it was well, a random was, get-together. Yeah, like, I think it was a random get-together. Because you you sure. saying that you were fainting. I remember you I, you disappearing for a while and Carlos was all boisterous and like, oh yeah, I beat Joel's ass. And out of nowhere, Joel comes flying out of nowhere. And poof, RKO and one, two, three. And I, I think I was there.
0: <laughs> I hope you were there because
2: <laughs> apparently it was
0: like the world. It was like a picture-perfect RKO. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was... I had
1: never seen an RKO fucking... Uh, presented in such a fashion.
0: It personally felt so good, like, delivering it. I felt... I really wanted to see the what happened after it because it just felt so good delivering it, and everyone said it looked really cool, but now we'll never know. It just lives in infamy.
1: So, like, with, you know, this episode, kind of being around wrestling and with Eddie Guerrero, what were some of your, like, favorite matches that he, I guess, did? am sorry. Uh, well, kind of any... Um,
2: match with him and uh, i would say a spanish wrestler because you know it would be really high-flying like they'd be jumping off the top rope from either top rope to the ring or top rope to the outside yeah yeah, yeah. um especially like him and uh ray mysterio like yeah. those two guys i mean they could yeah I feel they, like they, they, they put on a show and it's, i remember those shows so, yeah
0: hands down they had the the greatest feud uh him and Rey mysterio where it all led up to eddie mm. saying ray mysterio's son was his son and that Came the infamous i'm your poppy t-shirts yeah, yeah yeah, and um yeah that was just like one of the greatest feuds eddie ever had and it all culmin- uh, culminated into a ladder match that was one of the coolest ladder matches uh, you could ever watch but yeah eddie and ray mysterio definitely tore the house down whenever they went toe-to-toe
1: yeah it was fucking cool those are two of my favorite finishers between those two guys you had the fucking six one nine the frog splash the three amigos like holy crap uh both of them coming from you know the same corporation mm-hmm being mass wrestlers and everything like holy crap and they're they're both big showboaters like i used to really love ray mysterio he was probably like one of my favorite athletes out there but yeah like you just couldn't beat eddie like especially in this climate i remember a lot of my cousins and like family would always talk about meeting him uh i i remember my cousin he even has like a picture of him and his mom uh in uh in the car in his actual like low rider that's cool yeah it's really cool the green one I know like a lot of people, I, I myself never been to one or been invited, but I remember even like Carlos's mom would mention how some people would be invited to like his barbecues and cookouts and shit. <laughs> <That's> nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That's what,
0: that's what, those are some of the stories that I hear too, is that a lot of people knew the Guerreros and they would actually, you know, see them wrestle or they would hang out with them and being such a strong El Paso family. I, I thought that was always really cool uh, to have an actual hometown hero in wrestling to look up
1: to and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, was,
0: especially since I, I grew up so big into wrestling. I, I always thought, you know, I want to be like Eddie, and I, I want to come from El Paso and do something cool in wrestling. And now I,
1: I'm not. <laughs> I'm sad. <That> just- <laughs> as a kid, like I used to watch wrestling a lot, mainly with my cousin. I mean, not as, uh, definitely not as much as you, because uh, we never really had cable. I'd always have to like spend the night at my cousin's house just to catch fucking SmackDown or uh we'd watch like recordings or tapes because this is back with vhs kids you know the tapes or whatever you probably have never heard of them in your life but anyway so we'd watch those old reruns we'd play the fucking wcw video games smackdown versus raw video games reenact all the shit i remember even because this was back when even monster trucks were big so they would even have like the monster trucks of like your favorite wrestler and some of them would even have like half the bodies like on top like pretending like if i guess they're driving it or whatever it was uh the rock
0: had a truck one
1: stone cold had his truck and i
0: think the undertaker had a truck yeah Yeah. i I definitely remember going to i think it was probably the only monster truck rally that i ever went to and they had those trucks there and china was actually here signing autographs i still have her autograph in storage but yeah they had those trucks and china's autograph
1: i actually met china and fucking asshole (laughs) um fucking i i remember that day too because a, a lot of my cousins were like oh shit china's in town like we gotta go meet her or whatever the fuck but i was like i was a kid i was just like oh whatever um i don't you also have like a signature of Rey mysterio
0: yeah that's why the when i mentioned that i saw Rey mysterio with his mask on we were at a, a wrestling event here in town and he came outside without his mask nobody knew who he was so the crowd was silent so he stopped Went back, put on his mask, came back out, and everyone erupted. <laughs> oh, <there you> <laughs> yeah, so he went around and signing autographs, and I actually got uh, his signature. Do you remember he
1: was uh, shaved head? Like, balloon yeah, yeah, shaved head. I remember a lot of, like, the the matches between Eddie. He, he'd always kind of go for, like, bigger people. The more I... Well, I, I don't know if it was him or if it was McMahon or whatever the hell, but they'd always have him, like, doing kind of like the David and Goliath matches because mm. it was always, like, him and Big Show... Uh, that one with him, Batista, him, and obviously Brock Lesnar. Um, I think there was, a. I know there was one more where it was like super bigger than him. The only one I think that was shorter than him was, was Mysterio, but I think even Benoit was a little bit taller than him, but he was like an, I don't know, an inch or two. An inch or two. Yeah. Cause he did, Yeah, not really look up to him, but kind of, yeah. Well, him and Benoit, too, those two were, those two when they fought. Yeah, like in, it was fucking. It was legendary. It yeah. was like holy fuck, because they'd go
0: out all out. Now Benoit just went all like out every single match he went to. He was strictly passionate about the game. So yeah, Eddie and Benoit. I mean, Benoit was always uh, you know just a heavy hitter in the ring. And when he won the title, it was such a huge huge deal because he gave so much to the sport and he he really put his body on the line, which ultimately led to the the tragic passing of him. Well, the whole tragic story uh, when it came to
1: Benoit um as yeah. well as eddie too i know because uh, i was listening to uh an interview with Chavel, and like a lot of them were talking about how it's not as regulated as it is today as much back then and it was the they were asking him like what do you think it was what do you think it was like the alcohol do you think it was the marijuana do you think it was the injuries or whatever but i remember him saying that he believes it was more the pills Because it was just so easy to take. It was just something that you kinda don't really think about. You're feeling like an ache and pain and you just, you know, pop a pill or two and you feel better. You're able to get up and go and perform. And a lot of people when uh when they remember like who he was, they were like the minutes, even like literal like a minute before the match, he'd always complain like, Ah, you know what, my arm's hurting or my leg or my back, something but as soon as he'd get on that stage he'd be like, Hey, Let's do this, guys. Who's your puppy? And shit, you know, like fucking that little dance that he did.
0: He gave everything for his fans. He he really put it all on the line. And unfortunately, it, that's what happens when it comes to uh, all these wrestlers. Is um, you know, they they put their bodies on the line for this, and ultimately they all start to feel this. Uh, they all start to get into this drug addiction and start taking all these pills and you know pain relievers and, and and stuff like that. And a lot of them struggle with it. Uh, unfortunately, uh, ultimately, it just had the biggest toll on Eddie's body, and yeah, he ended up passing because of it.
1: He struggled so much. I think he even like lost his like kids and his wife and everything. I remember they were having like some issues. Uh, they talked about it right before he battled uh, Lesnar in the No Way Out match or whatever. They were ta- He was ta- telling him like, you know what? I I know. Like I I was an addict. Whatever. I lost my kids. I lost my my wife I lost my respect for my people and everything and you know I I want to earn that back you know I'm I've gained a new addiction and this addiction is for respect and this addiction is to win you know I don't want to be this person anymore this is the new Eddie Guerrero and whatever I remember he even talked about it with uh Batista you know because he he needed I guess like another chance he wanted uh, to renew his character he didn't want to be the same kind of Mm-hmm. Asshole anymore He just wanted To be the people's champion
2: A celebration For the new WWE champion Eddie Guerrero How you cool I did not give Eddie Guerrero A chance to beat Lesnar And Eddie Guerrero Did it He did the impossible And he defeated Brock Lesnar he Became the new WWE champion I didn't give Eddie Guerrero Much of a chance either But Eddie Guerrero Hooray, for Eddie Guerrero on SmackDown! And
0: how appropriate is it, Taz, that the new WWE Champion Eddie
2: Guerrero, everywhere, has chosen to to come through the people, to celebrate with the people, the fans who have supported him. Eddie Guerrero is on the, the people. Eddie Guerrero celebrating with these great SmackDown fans here tonight.
1: This is just
2: as much calls a tribute to Eddie's fans as it is to Eddie Guerrero himself.
0: Yeah, and um, I mean, if you want to learn more about Eddie, I think uh, Batista and the WWE are working together and they're releasing a documentary that's supposed to air uh, Sunday, which is, we record these on Saturday, so it's tomorrow. But for you guys who are listening to it on Wednesday, it should already be out. But uh, on YouTube, they're releasing a documentary that kind of talks about Eddie and, you know, the career he had with the WWE. So, you know, kind of refresh your memory of, of the greatness of Eddie Guerrero and um, or learn new things about Eddie Guerrero or.
1: Um, yeah, things that you never even knew. Yeah,
0: it's so definitely, uh, you know, give it a check out.
1: Yeah. Um, also, there's another one uh, when they do like the tribute. There's a lot of information there. You get to hear like all the different stories from the wrestlers like. Triple H, even Batista, everybody, down to Rey Mysterio, his cousin Chavo, I mean not cousin, nephew, nephew mm-hmm. sorry, nephew, and even uh I think they finish it off with Vicky, or somebody. Yeah, uh, his wife, is his Vicky. wife. But yeah, check it out. He was a great man, great you know, El Paso icon, and you know, cheers to the man, cheers to man, him. myth, legend, Eddie Guerrero. But on a lighter note, you know, uh, I remember like a inter- with wrestling. Like one of the things that actually strengthened our relationship was that PSP game that we would play because I, I remember I think both you and Carlos owned it, and mm-hmm. I had like a PSP. I, I think we all had PSPs, and that's kind of like what really like helped kind of our bond. Yeah, because it was like oh shit, and then uh, I I think we'd piggyback off the off the Camino internet or. Whatever the hell that we did. Some other bullshit. Well, back
0: uh, back then, the PSP was cool because you could actually do local matches. Local, without, yeah. Yeah, without yeah. Having it was to like a Game Boy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You'd use the the little black, uh, whatever the hell it was called. Did you even have to?
0: I don't think you had to use a cable. You, there was a LAN function on yeah. the PSP. Yeah,
1: because it had the little like uh, black thing and you just had to line them up with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then once you lined them up with each other, you were able to like bring them out yeah. Yeah, and just fuck around. But we... Uh, I don't know if it was you or Carlos that loaned me the copy, and I was like, "Holy fuck, this game is great!" Like I, re- I remembered how much fun I had it uh, playing these games because I used to play them a lot with my cousin. I'd always be either fucking uh, uh, The Rock or fucking Stone Cold. Stone Cold is like my my boy because it was like the bottom line because that's fucking Stone Cold said so. I mean, you think you know <laughs> WWE games, two K, uh, you know, took over
0: now, but back in the day it was smackdown versus raw and that's you know where stuff got crazy
1: yeah it was fucking cool you could create your own character fucking yeah borrow the entrances you could even make your own entrances on some well you
0: you've been able to do that since like fucking oh three oh four since i used to play okay so my first wrestling game was on the super nintendo it was wrestlemania uh i don't remember the exact title of the game but it was was that the
1: one where you could go backstage
0: no no they didn't get backstage until i think
1: smackdown
0: no uh smackdown here comes the pain i think is when they started enabling background function
1: yeah that shit was fun you could actually like uh smash people into like jbl's car fucking even mcmahon's car (laughs) yeah so i mean the
0: the wrestling games used uh, used to be so great i used to play on the nintendo 64 uh, you know, WWE, No Mercy. WWF,
2: No Mercy. Oh yeah,
0: WWF, No Mercy, sorry. Uh, trademark issues. Uh, Royal, no, WrestleMania 2000 was one of them. The wrestling games uh, used to really be freaking great. Uh, I used to have it for the Nintendo 64. It was uh WWF, No Mercy... Uh, WrestleMania 2000 and uh, even WCW versus NWO, I think Revenge it was called. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's where you got to play as Eddie Guerrero and uh, Rey Mysterio back when you know their early
1: ages as uh, WCW wrestlers. Yeah, you. Um, I remember we even like went over to your grandma's house and we fucking played Hell in a Cell. You had like only so many controllers. I remember I ended up getting stuck with the shitty one because I was like the new kid in the group. Says like here you get the you get Snickle Fritz or whatever the hell, <laughs> and everybody else had like a working controller. Mine was missing like the square button or circle button, whichever one. No, I wasn't
0: missing. It was it was it would just get stuck. Because a lot with those old controllers, you know, we're young. You would eat stuff and you would have drinks next to it, and the the buttons would get stuck after a while.
1: But yeah, I remember like we played a fucking Hell in a Cell, and like we were all just going out of each other. And I, I think you were Triple H. I don't know if I was like John Cena or whatever the fuck or vice versa or I think you might have been uh the Viper.
0: No, I would never pick Randy Orton. I'm not sure who I was, but I know I wouldn't pick Randy Orton.
1: Never. No. No, uh I think you were Undertaker, because that was like Probably, one of your main yeah. guys. Yeah, Undertaker was my main, yeah. I remember like it, it came down to like me and him, and I was like over here with like a broken ass controller and like I would not he he kept taking me down, but I kept getting back up somehow. I was like I don't know, I would just fucking get my shirt and do the fucking, like, button t-shirt method to, like, fucking hit all the buttons, like, 30 million times to try and get him to wake up. And it was like, holy fuck, like, this thing, this thing's getting intense. What it really
0: was, was, I was super good at the game, and I was super cocky. So, what would happen was, I would mess him up inside the ring i would throw him outside the cell i would get him on top of the cell I would throw him off the cell and i would <laughs> slam him through the cell and i did all this stuff all all this stuff i would get just super cocky and i, I think hit- i got
1: you once or twice and i don't remember it was also josh was there too no
0: i don't know if he was there but um i ended up losing the match because i was so cocky you know you get cocky i pick him up throw him down pick him up throw him down and i ended up getting hit with a, a finisher and that was it yeah. I ended up losing the match. Oh,
1: I was. I think I was Rey Mysterio because I I was like super into the fucking six one nine move. Like that shit was tight. Like I fucking loved doing that shit all the fucking time. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> you remember that one time, uh, you switch in music me at fucking Camino. <laughs> I mean, when <laughs> he used to do the uh, well, yeah, like which time? But you used to do like the setup where you'd like stomp the ground. You do that little like like preparing for it and i'm like oh fuck what the fuck and you'd either have to like run or like block or whatever and you just fucking do that just wait for you to turn around yeah. <laughs> just, kick you just in the face yeah because like he, he'd sneak up on you too and you just hear like that thump thump and you're like what the fuck is that you turn around and just <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, like he got me good to the point i think
1: i even fell on the floor i was like what the fuck dude like <laughs> fucking asshole
0: middle school was just filled to well, elementary school and middle school, uh, Rachel, if she's listening, she knows um, in elementary school, it was always the Hardy Boys. And uh, ah, true. And, you were a big Hardy Boy Yeah, guy. I was such a Hardy guy, and Rachel was uh, a Hardy's fan too, so I would pretend to be um, Jeff, and then she would pretend to be Lita, and I, I think we had another friend that maybe pretended to be Matt or something, so we would pretend to be the Hardy Boys. And then come middle school you know it was me and carlos pretending to be dx and, yeah
1: degeneration x that was yeah that was the fucking shit
0: we used to leave dx markings everywhere on the school <laughs> campus
1: paper stickers uh it got so big that people actually started thinking it was like an actual like gang yeah and i remember somebody actually even tagged it once i would do it in hairspray
0: oh can call the cops on me i would do it in hairspray <laughs> and, and then light, light it, it up fire. yeah i would light it on fire <laughs> I we just, used to light a lot of stupid shit wow, on fire, used dude. To start so many fires. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I, I hang the out with pine cones and pine needles.
1: <laughs> oh my god, dude! Camino was fucking legit. Like that shit was funny as fuck. What about you, Dion? What was some like childhood fucking wrestling shit that you do? Uh,
2: I remember a friend of mine back in middle school at Valley View uh, doing a stone cold stunner on somebody out in the parking lot before class even started. So it was pretty funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll meet you in the parking lot. <laughs> just getting up with a stunner. And uh no, outside of that, just uh wrestling with my brother inside, you know, dummy balloons or whatever, uh he D'd ddt would me once. That's when um, uh, you know, Diamond Dallas Page was all the, the yeah. hype. So But we we were trying to practice it but it obviously didn't go right. Because my neck hurt right afterwards, so <laughs> there was that. And then we would always always do like clotheslines, you know, throw each other against the corner of the balloon, and then threw uh, at them, and
1: boom, and you know, yoke. yeah, we used to, we used to fuck around with clotheslines all the goddamn time. Like,
0: did
2: you ever um, have household brawls? No, I would. I, I mean, wish you worried too too much to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, or it was just we didn't have like a place to do it. So it was... we I mean, once yeah,
1: but... hit each other with a chair. That shit what... fucking hurt. Like I, I want to feel that. i like, <laughs> actually. It's it's not it's not i guess the most painful thing i've ever experienced but it's definitely something that kind of like shocks you i guess it's like holy fuck you're not prepared for it like even when you're you know that you're gonna gonna get hit with it it's still like kind of a shock and it's almost similar to kind of like even with like a hand especially if you're not wearing a shirt yeah because you just get that fucking impact and you kind of have like that chair mark on the back of your (laughs) fucking back and shit
0: imprint yeah the imprint Um, but I was, um, one of those kids who would wrestle with my brother and, uh, maybe sometimes hit a little too
1: hard and (laughs) do the whole thing like, shh, shh, (laughs) it's fine, it's It's fine, fine. you're fine, you're fine, fine. don't tell mom. Yeah, Yeah, I did that a couple of times, but that was when I was like beginning to understand that I was getting a little too old, (laughs) because like, uh, uh, while we were, me and my cousins were growing up, I guess the new cousin, like new little group of kids were kind of becoming their own. And they'd see us fucking around so they'd get in and they'd like wanna do shit too. And I'm I'm still in like this childhood mentality, that, like I don't I don't I guess uh I don't know my own strength or whatever the fuck. So I'd fucking actually like close like them, I'd do the fucking uh five knuckle shuffle or whatever the fuck and like they'd start crying and I'm like, I didn't even hit you that hard, bro. Like <laughs> wait, why are you crying? I don't know, it was fucking stupid. I mean to this day me and my brother was still um
0: wrestling fight and we're kind of like a backstage brawl he's you know maybe walk into his room and i'll attack him from behind and i'll just start wailing on him and then he'll come back and he'll start hitting me and then we'll start throwing kicks and yeah it's i mean wrestling's just always been a big part of uh my life and my family you know me and my dad still watch it to this day
1: you had brought up earlier how uh we used to wrestle like in your backyard and shit i i think that was actually like one of the first times i ever spent the night at a friend's house because before it used to just be my cousins and shit and I remember uh, I was like, oh, fuck, this is the first time I'm getting to hang out with, you know, some friends. This is the first time I get to spend the night. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't really know the rule. So <laughs> I tend to fall asleep really early and I like just passed out because we stayed up, I don't know, past like one or two. And I, yeah, I know. <laughs> oh. But I remember waking up because I had tickles on my face and I was like, what the fuck? I wake up and I see, I think Aaron's like over me with like a marker and I'm like, what the fuck? And I just like react instantly. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, you fucking asshole? Like, it was the I, first time
0: I ever experienced Julian Hulk mode. Yeah, I was,
1: <laughs> I went like full Hulk and I just started like raging because like I, I discovered that everybody had like drawn on me fucking Jigglypuff style. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I, I was a little upset because I was like, I, You know, I watch a lot of movies, and I was always kind of like a loner, so I was like, ah, fuck. I became one of those stupid movies where, like, a bunch of people pretend to be my friend, and I go to a sleepover just to get, like, humiliated and shit. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, what the fuck, you dick. (laughs) This was with no alcohol? No, this was, no.
2: We were in middle school. Okay. Yeah, Maybe maybe high school. I know... Middle-aged Alkies, middle school It was 8th grade, anyways. 8th grade? 8th <laughs> yeah. grade, 8th grade. Oh, no, yeah, it was, it was middle school. And
0: um, this was when we were barely, uh, you know, first becoming friends. Uh, me and Carlos have always been great friends. And um, Aaron and Julian started to come in. And we decided, you know, let's have a sleepover here at my house. And, um, yeah, he fell asleep. We started riding on him. And the first time I ever experienced Julian Hulk mode, he started chasing Aaron around my living room. And he was super mad. And he thought... <laughs> Oh, my God, these guys just want to embarrass me. They, you know, they, they don't really want to, want to be my friends. Yeah. He was so ready to go home that night, too. Yeah, was- I, was, I was
1: pissed. I was like, what the fuck? Because it was the first time I'd ever experienced that. And I was like, oh, fuck. I'd never really, I guess, <laughs> experienced like a prank before. So it was like, oh, like that was like the first time I ever got pranked. I mean, there's been some really good ones, especially like with Joe over the time. He's kind of like our group prankster, or he used to be our like group prankster. There was a time where he he gave me like a phone number that i thought was some other chicks but it was really like one of his exes <laughs> and i was like what the fuck it was an ex we didn't really mind much or cared too much mind for yeah but it was funny it was like "Ah, oh, fuck because i i i'm over here texting thinking that it's this uh, other girl that i was kind of like digging and kind of yeah. into but then like i find out that it's actually this other girl and i'm like oh okay <laughs> I mean, she wasn't uh, like, it's not that we didn't care for her because she was ugly. She was like a pretty girl, but it was just, she was kind of like a, she was a character. Let's just (laughs) say. Yeah,
0: back in the day, I mean, I haven't, uh, I think she's uh, okay now. I mean, I haven't really spoken to her, um, but uh, yeah, back in the day, it was just, you know, we were little, we were young. It was middle, no, this was about freshman year. Um, Yeah, we were young, so, you know, things changed, and, uh, you know, I'm happy for anyone that I used to know. But, yeah, that was just, (laughs) it was just amazing to me that she actually kept the ruse going, even. I never told her about it. I never told her, I'm giving Julian's number, and, you you know, you just play (laughs) along. She just full-on went with it, and I thought it was amazing. Yeah, I think I even called
1: her the other girl's name at one point, and she just kept going along with it. I don't know why, (laughs) I don't know what the fuck, but i i don't know if i asked her for like a picture or something but she finally like sent me a picture of herself and i was like oh shit you're this <laughs> <guy."> <laughs> i think we sent her a pic back of like doing that like uh uh basic thing back when all the girls were doing like that stupid like foot thing to make a star but instead of doing the foot thing to make a star we all did like a we all flipped the bird to make a star okay. and we sent that picture to her like <laughs> fuck you you fucking lied to us or you like to be Or whatever the fuck But yeah uh, She took it She laughed And I was, it was funny What was like a prank That you did Dion uh, Or I experienced remember, I remember one year We had a We had a full on troll
2: A birthday troll uh, We uh We gave a friend Who highly dislikes Chico tacos We gave him a bag And it, uh, it's funny Because I still have a bag It's a Spider Man bag And uh, we gave him chicos And he We gave it to him like Hey we're happy birthday And he's all excited Like You know Because he's one of those guys and he, uh, he opens, it, he's like, oh, fuck you guys, fuck you all. So he kind of like took tabs on who was in the room and said, like, all right, so all you fuckers, this coming birthday, you're all fucked. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, dude. And yeah, but sure enough, um, one of the greater pranks was uh, we had a birthday party for a friend. And everybody showed up. We're all having a good time. The guy is not there. So we ended up calling his phone. It's like, hey, where you at? And like, oh, I'm at work. Like, oh, well, we're having a birthday party without you. Happy birthday. And then click. <laughs> 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 that's, that's fucking way
1: more fucking crafty than what we pulled. Because and... me and Carlos, I think Carlos was there too. We went to like the adult video warehouse or whatever the fuck. It oh. was like our first time ever going in there. It was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, there's a dildo. Whatever. <laughs> But anyway, uh, I kept making jokes to Carlos to get the fleshlight or whatever the fuck. It was great. But uh, yeah, so we bought that dick pan thing. And the first time we did it was Joe's because his birthday usually lands first out of like all the whole group. And we actually like baked it. We baked it like cream filled and everything, and fucking, it just started becoming like a thing since then. Yeah, every birthday. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it along. I think the after that it was either was it Carlos or Aaron? I think it was Aaron, and we like decorated a phone book. Like we we, <laughs> <laughs> we get a phone book and then we just started covering it icing. in like icing, Oof. but like a good amount of icing to where you can't tell, but it it looked it looked probably like the most perfect looking cake out ever that I've ever fucking made or any of us have ever made but it was it was great and he like we tell him like that mordida, mordida. Oh, uh-huh. so he goes into bite and it's just like a fucking big <laughs> chunk of like paper and all that shit nice. but great.
0: that that wasn't the only thing is okay so we have the fake cake and then we have the real you know penis cake uh-huh. and oh yeah
1: because we did a penis cake for everyone that year yeah
0: oh. so that was the real cake you know actually made cooked but instead of candles we put firecrackers <laughs> <laughs> so we <laughs>
1: So we lit the we lit the candles.
0: <laughs> we gave him the cake, we lit the candles and we were like, get ready. We lit the candles and we booked it. <laughs> He's just He's just like... the... <laughs> he
1: just started holding the cake out, like, what do I do? Like he, he kinda doesn't have a chance to react. he just starts <laughs> That was probably the best one ever. Because after the after that I think we did uh, Carlos's like his actually squirted out. Like, yeah. right when he bit it, it'd squirt into his mouth. We but had, like,
0: a, an icing bag attached to the end of it. So when he would go to bite, we would squeeze
1: the bag and it would shoot like the icing. jizz into his face. <laughs> it was fucking great. But, fuck, I completely forgot about that firecracker one. That was the fucking best. Which brings us to the question of the week. The question of the week. What are some funny pranks that you've pulled on someone? You know, it being, like, Halloween trick-or-treat time. I kind of want to know, like, what kind of pranks that you guys have pulled. Maybe on someone, on something or like a place like I, another example I could think of is like I remember in uh, high school a lot of the people they did that prank where they filled like a bunch of cups with water in the principal's office so like if he ever moved like moved one it just spilled water all over the fucking place that was great but yeah uh, let us know you know Facebook Instagram Twitter all of a sudden Pod. So our question of the week last week was, what's your favorite scary story, one that you've read, been told, or even lived? We had a couple responses on Facebook, starting with Cheeto. His was Las Niñas de Juarez. And basically, like a quick little summary was, he used to visit his uh, family in Mexico. They lived next to a home that was uh, haunted by three sisters that had died. And his grandma would always tell him, like, well, him and his cousin not to be flirting around with girls, especially that hung around that abandoned house. Because the sisters would, you know, come out, lure the boys, and they'd never be seen again. So what his grandma would do was like, hey, you guys have to be home by nine because that's, you know, when they come out and start luring them in and all that when shit. when they strike. Yeah, that's when they'd strike. Was another one? Uh,
0: I know my brother John, uh, he posted the bloody finger story from uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Uh, basically, if you didn't grow up with these books, the Bloody Fingers was about a hotel ghost. Uh, so we had, you know, people who would stay at this hotel. It was the thirteenth floor, and they would say, "Oh, we well, can't rent that room because it's haunted." But the people said, "Nah, I don't care about the ghost. Yeah, you know, I don't like believe whatever. in the ghost. Yeah." Uh, but one night, uh, well, each night they stayed on that hotel room, and the ghost with bloody fingers would come out of the closet and say, "Bloody fingers, bloody fingers." causing them to run out the hotel room all
1: scared and shit yeah
0: but one night there was this uh teenage boy uh you know guitarist you rock and roll he stayed in the hotel room the Mike ghost Kennedy. came out saying bloody fingers bloody fingers the guy was just strumming on his guitar you know trying to rock out and then uh the ghost kept saying bloody fingers bloody fingers yeah finally the guy turns off his guitar he stops playing his guitar looks around and says dude just get a Band-Aid already." band-aid
1: <laughs> I fucking love that story. Yeah, so it's
0: one of those eerie stories that has like such a witty ending.
1: What about you, Dion? I saw you had uh, some uh, responses on Facebook.
2: Yeah, our buddy
1: Blad told us about the uh,
2: Russian sleep experiment where they, uh, in the Soviet Union in the 1940s, the military uh, researchers put five political prisoners inside a gas chamber and uh, administered some airborne stimulant, which kept them awake. They were supposed to stay awake 30 days to see what would happen. A few days passed and nothing really happened. But then, about the fifteenth day, they uh, they noticed that uh, one of them had died, and the four surviving subjects performed severe mutilation, and disembowelment on themselves. Mm. So it was just a matter of time till like, essentially they went crazy. It's pretty, pretty crazy. Intense, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, reading that back in like high school. It was one of the first stories with creepy pasta back with like <laughs> Slenderman and all that other crap. Oh, I had uh,
0: never never heard that story. I always heard Slenderman in high school, but. I was never a big creepypasta guy.
1: A lot of the friends that we'd hang out with would always talk about creepypasta, 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 like the Suicide Squidward, that Mickey Mouse. Suicide Mouse? Oh my god. (laughs) That one was eerie. Yeah, it was just crazy. It was just like, I mean, really all it is is just like Mickey Mouse walking down like a sidewalk and then just keeps getting increasingly like dark and distorted, yeah. Yeah. Same thing with Squidward, and you just hear like a girl screaming after like some point.
0: Once it got to Squidward, I it was starting to get a little bit silly. Yeah,
1: I think even Carlos, because Carlos used to get scared a lot easier. Uh, even the Squidward one, I think was he was like, okay, yeah, this is dumb. That's but, the one where they said like one of the animators drew
2: out an episode of Squidward doing like yeah, like shooting himself, and same thing with like the
1: like the Bart one too. There was one for almost every cartoon because it was like there was one where like Bart was technically dead or whatever yeah but anyway uh another one we had was from our friend macy and she says parenthood best response of the week yeah fucking great i still want to remind everybody that uh if you answer a question of the week we you will be entered into our contest to win a scary movie i've already got the movie ready to go so probably next week we'll do that raffle and we'll see who wins and we'll announce the winner then and if
0: you guys want to keep sharing your scary stories, I think this is a really cool month to do it. You know, make me believe in these scary stories. Uh, really dig deep into your ghost stories, you know, your mob stories and your personal experience with the spooky ghosts. Keep them coming uh, on our on our posts, on our Facebook, Twitter or
1: Instagram. Well, guys, I think that's a show. Dion, uh, you had a uh, selfless plug or whatever. Yeah, a little selfless plug here. Uh, there will be a, a theater production brought to you by the
2: Star in the Mountains Productions. And I believe it's called Desert Ghouls. The the show itself is called Witness, the Curiosity House. It's going to be a series of vignettes all put together in one big grand show. We also have a Curiosity House which shows little oddities, uh, different uh, little spectacles or weird oddities of nature. It'll be held at uh, El Paso Community College, the Via Verde campus. It's up on Hunter. Uh, It'll be held next week, the 19th and 20th, and also the following week on the 26th, 26th and 27th. It's uh, admission is $10 and that's a pretty good show. Definitely sounds like a good date night. So if you guys want to take
0: your ladies or your man and head to see, you know, a, a really good show put on by EPCC or uh, this this production company. I mean, I always enjoy the, the theaters, the local
2: theaters. So definitely go ahead and check them out, guys. I'm not plugging it because I'm in it. I'm just playing because it it's going to be a good show.
1: <laughs> yeah, guys, go check it out. I've been Julian. Dion. Dion. Stay sunny.